this fall, the Citizens Budget Commission identified 20 bills which made their way through the state legislature in 2023 and would sweeten the benefits for different public employees in New York that the business-backed fiscal watchdog called on the governor to veto, citing the increased cost to state and local governments. To discuss the group's concerns with the bills, half of which were signed and half of which were vetoed in early December, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Patrick Arecki, the Director of State Studies for the Citizens Budget Commission. Thanks for joining us in the studio, Patrick. Thanks for having me. So we can get into some of the specific pieces of legislation, but generally speaking, what about these so-called benefit sweeteners is problematic from the CBC's perspective? Yeah, so I can talk about the criteria that we're looking at and the sheer number of these. So there are generally four things that we're looking for in a so-called sweetener. It's a benefit enhancement to a broad group of, of workers. It's not just one individual or something along those lines. The second thing is that it has a fiscal cost to state or local government. The third being that it's something that's happening outside of the collective bargaining process, so just kind of ad hoc. And the fourth being that it's outside of the budget. So you're adding costs to state and and local budgets outside of their budgeting and financial planning process. So the total kind of universe of what we're tracking here is 112 bills. There are a lot of these out there, 37 of which passed both houses this year, and the 20 that you mentioned we recommended veto on. Well, as I mentioned in the introduction, the governor signed half of the bills you targeted, but vetoed the other half of these 20 bills. Did you see any rhyme or reason, any thematic consistency in the executive actions here? Yeah, the general reason, the main thing that catches these bills is that they're outside of the budget process, especially for the state. So we see it on other bills, not just sweeteners, but a common reason that things get vetoed this time of year is that they have a cost that the state hasn't planned for. Mm -hmm. That's a good reason. It makes a lot of sense. It's good to protect the financial plan. So that's kind of the most common application here. But as you mentioned, these bills are all being done outside of the context of the budget, and that's a reason for the governor to veto them. But 10 of them she signed. So is there some sort of ideological inconsistency with the governor's actions or does she do any sort of logical twisting and turning in either approval memos or public statements that explain why some get vetoed, some get signed? So I think one thing is that a a significant majority of the ones that are signed are things that impact local governments. So they might impact a a county agency or, or New York City and the cost therefore isn't in the state's financial plan. So maybe of of less concern to the state's executive. But I think there is a little bit of inconsistency in terms of a a couple of the bills that we see approved this year were things that were vetoed last year on their fiscal basis. Well, one of those bills has to do with the police and retirement system and a a one-year final average salary calculation. Uh, This is a bill you highlighted but was signed this year despite being vetoed in the past. What's the issue there that was so egregious to you guys? Yeah, well, two things stand out with with that example. First is the cost. So this has an upfront cost of about $23 million. So that's the single largest upfront cost that we saw in the entire group. Big amount of money. The second thing here is, yeah, it was vetoed last year. And in the veto memo from from when it was vetoed last year, it was vetoed because, quote, there was undue fiscal pressure on local governments already working to provide services to New Yorkers with limited budgets. So seeing it now enacted this year kind of is, is a bit surprising, frankly, because it was vetoed on pretty solid grounds last year. Any other bills of the 20 that really stood out to you, CBC? Yeah, among those that were signed, the the 10 that were signed, there's another one with a pretty big price tag that they put out about $17 million annually going forward, 
which would passively enroll temporary and, and provisional employees into the New York City Board of Education retirement system. Um, so that, again, is, is another big price tag. And not only that, but this one was also vetoed last year on its fiscal basis. So, again, surprising to see it enacted this year. Your targeted list of benefit sweeteners didn't include uh, legislation creating a 20-year uh, full retirement perk for park police, environmental conservation officers, and forest rangers who now have to work 25 years uh, to get that full benefit. What do you think of the governor vetoing that legislation? Is that in line with what we've been talking about here, not doing a sweetener, so to speak, outside of uh, the budget? Yeah, it, it probably is. Again, we're tracking 112 bills in our sweeteners file, so we catch as much as we can. We didn't include that one in our list this year. But I think another thing to keep in mind is that a lot of these bills that we saw vetoed last year, last year, the same process, we recommended veto on 20, 17 of them were vetoed. We then saw six of them come into the budget process and be passed during the budget last year. So that's the type of thing that I think we'll be paying attention to, looking to see if it's included in in next year's budget proposals. Is it your sense that there's any benefit to state or local governments by offering these sweeteners? Uh, Do we get better services or better caliber public employees? Uh, And is there any evidence, if someone's going to argue that we do, that actually points to that? Or is it just anecdotal arguments about the benefit? I I think it's on a case-by-case basis. Every one of these is different, but generally, no. It's generally an enhancement of benefits without some trade-off or requirement to enhance services. They've been referred to in the past as as basically benefit pork. It's just something that there's a constituency who really, really wants it. But, you know, our argument is that it should be part of collective bargaining and it should be part of, of broader benefit discussions and budgeting. And when it comes to who's pushing these in the legislature, are these things that move traditionally in a bipartisan fashion, or does one party seem to be the, the champion of these out-of-budget sweeteners? I think they do, for the most part, enjoy pretty broad support. Um, again, when you're looking at the price tags, some of them are in the thousands of dollars. It, it can be pretty small, but it is sort of a, a slippery slope to say, oh, it's only a few thousand dollars and it will help some people to say, yeah, that can, can go through and be enacted. And, and that's really our concern is that the threshold should be zero dollars. If it has a price tag outside of the budget process, especially should not be chaptered. Well, then what about the bills that the legislature moves that impact the retirement of a single individual, whether there's some sort of clerical mistake or whatever that resulted in them maybe not getting the full benefits that they might have been otherwise entitled to? Yeah, those we usually leave out of our our universe of things to be vetoed. We do track them. Um, but in those cases, it's, it's almost certainly that there is some sort of clerical error or just some personal error. Um, so we don't make any recommendation on them, uh, and you won't see them on our veto recommendations. You know, there there are uh, other bills that we leave out to for kind of extraordinary circumstances. We don't include in our list um, something that's related to, to a COVID response or to something like 9-11. We don't include that in our universe, too. So leave those off our, our veto recommendations. Well, finally, we've been talking about the estimated costs of these bills, but often when the legislature does any sort of fiscal legislation outside of the context of the budget, the memorandums that accompany the legislation can 
be lacking in their fiscal analysis. So is there enough transparency to begin with uh, with these sweetener legislation? Do, do they actually put in reasonable estimates uh, every time for what the cost will be uh, if these proposals are enacted? Yeah, actually, for sweeteners, it's it's probably the group of bills that has the best fiscal estimate backing on them. There's a requirement in state law, it's been there for over 50 years, that if you're passing a bill that changes pension or benefits to public employees, it has to have a fiscal note. So this is actually an example where um, it's better than almost every other bill that we see go through the legislature. And finally, are you anticipating that the vetoed bills will be part of next year's budget discussion or will the legislature just throw them against the wall uh, as individual bills again and maybe the governor will just sign them in 2024? Probably a little bit of both. Again, last year we saw some vetoes come through in the budget process and some of these on our on our list have been there for several years. They get vetoed perennially and, and wouldn't be surprised to see them back next year. Well, we've been speaking with Patrick Arecki. He is the Director of State Studies for the Citizens Budget Commission. Patrick, thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for having me. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.